You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's live broadcast of TPC. I'm your host, James Edwards, along with my good friend and comrade, Keith Alexander. Together we have been for so many years on this program. It is Saturday night, September the 9th, and it just makes me happy that I've lived this long. I believe... We'll find out if I'm right, but uh, that one of the most remarkable breakthroughs in decades may have just occurred uh, over the course of the past few days. Activist and commentator Chris Cantwell is making his second appearance on the broadcast uh, this evening to help us break it all down. But before we get to that, I should say this about Chris, uh, a mutual friend, friend down in Texas, longtime listener and supporter of TPC, uh, sent me a link uh, that uh, of an interview that Chris Cantwell had done with J.F. Gareppi. I, I always butcher the pronunciation of his name. Even when he tells me, I can't even recite it uh, in the way that he does. But uh, you all know uh, J.F., and uh, he said, you know, this is just an incredible thing. I think Chris Cantwell could be the Charlie Rose of our side, you know, doing these one-on-one biographical interviews. And I said, hey, listen, you don't have to tell me about <laughs> you know, the talent of, of Chris Cantwell. I, I listened, and when Chris made his debut, uh, debut appearance on the program on the very first show of this year, January the 7th, um, we talked about when he served as his own attorney in the Charlottesville trial. And that was the most spellbinding, I don't want to call it a performance as if it was a, a performative art, but it really almost was. I mean, I, I knew instantly, and I'd known Chris Cantwell through reputation for years, of course, but, or by reputation for years. I said, this guy has to have an IQ that's off the charts. And uh, his uh, ability as a presenter is just, uh, he's maybe the most natural, this is what I told our friend in Texas, he's maybe the most naturally gifted talent on our side. And with that said, I welcome him back. Christopher Cantwell, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing so much better after that warm introduction. Thank you, <laughs> sir. That, that was very nice of you, and, um, and I, I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I approached that thing as uh, when, I, when I came to it, you know, trial down there i said this is gonna this is the most important spoken word performance of my life i think and uh, i'm glad i was able to live up to the moment well you did more than that i think you exceeded it and uh, keith and i really have to be on the top of our games to uh to not embarrass ourselves in your company this evening but yes indeed and when you were on with us for that uh, that, that first appearance uh, earlier this year you can check it out in the archives ladies and gentlemen it's really one worth revisiting you talked about uh, that trial of course at length i listened to the whole thing uh, when it was you know, actually happening. And then, of course, your time in prison, some of the interesting cellmates you had, uh, other people in your, in your block, uh, Victor Boot and others. It was just a fascinating interview, so it's great to have you back on tonight. So with that, I would say, what have you been doing since January the 7th when we last talked? Oh, there's been a, there's been a lot going on. I, I, I sort of I, I started all these different tech projects, and I backburned all of them because I, was, uh, I wanted to focus on the content you mentioned uh, had some great interviews. You mentioned uh, uh, Jean-Francois Garrieppi, um, my my good friend and uh, our radio colleague uh, Ian Freeman. Um, uh, I've been I've been focusing on the content largely. I haven't been uh, I haven't been out and about very much, but uh, uh, you know, doing a lot of exciting things with the show for sure. 
the uh, audio, we were just troubleshooting right before we came live tonight. Your, your audio still seems to be waving in and out a little bit. I don't know if, uh, if that's a <laughs> issue. We might have oh, to switch to cell, but uh, we oh, might have to God. switch to cell after the break. But uh, um, what are you going to do? It, you, you, know they you have me now, right? Hose us down. No, you, you sound good now. I just it sometimes ups it, and flows. It, but anyway. It cut, it, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor. We'll, we'll monitor it in real time. We'll just stay as close to the mic as possible. But let me ask you this. So you're creating content, Radical Agenda. We're going to ask you this before the end of the hour. But to give us uh, that uh, website where people can the, the best website for staying in touch with all of your content. The best website is ChristopherCantwell.net, and uh, uh, that's that's where everything goes. I have another one, SurrealPolitiques.com, which is uh, an odd spelling, but uh, that that's my clean show where I where I don't get in trouble with my payment processes. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a place where that can uh, still occur? So that's far, incredible. so far. All we'll right. see how so, long that lasts, you know. <laughs> ChristopherCantwell.net, did I get ChristopherCantwell.net, yes. All right. That's where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. And again, this guy is a tour, tour de force. Now, we've exchanged all the pleasantries. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, I said before, and we're going to get to that in just a moment, one of the most remarkable breakthroughs perhaps in decades may have just occurred. We'll get to that after the break. But before we get to that and before we get specific about what I'm referring to, what have been your observations and all of this content you're producing, Chris. So what are you talking about? I mean, I think a lot of things are happening right now with all of these arrests, the indictments, the historical precedents being made right now with regards to Trump, and that's just one part of it. A lot of things seem to be building up in, in for me, and I gave a talk about this at Amber in very positive ways. Do you, are you reading the tea leaves the same way, or am I entirely misjudging the situation? Well, I, I think uh, the situation that's going on, I mean, I think we're going to get to the ban the ADL thing, and the, the fact yes. that that, tr that that trended the way that it did was was really something. You know, somebody somebody called into my show the other day and asked me about this, and I said, you know, they, they asked about the prospects of actually doing it. You know, my, my answer to him was, by the time you can ban the ADL, you won't have to, right? Because... You know, the entire frame of reference here is that everybody thinks they're the good guys. And as soon you know, the bad guys always lose. All right. Now, the, the problem is that not everybody knows who the bad guys are. And so, you know, that's that's kind of the problem. Right. As soon as everybody understands that the ADL is a bunch of race hucksters who are out abusing people. Well, by that point, let's just go. Let's go march John Greenblatt out in front of everybody and, and have him talk as much as possible. Right. Once they understand what it is that he's doing. The last thing you want to do is ban him from Twitter. And I'm not saying this to be some liberal free speech advocate. I'm just like, yeah, go lie to the people some more, John. Let everybody see you lie. Let's go. Can you come up with something more brazen than you did yesterday? You idiot. You know, go do something like that, you know, because once people understand what it is that they do, then they see that and they get as mad as we do. Right. And so, you know, I don't know how close we are to that phenomenon occurring, but, you know, we're we're a lot closer to it than we were in 2017 for sure. Uh, Chris, this is Keith Alexander. Let me make a hey, Keith. proposal like Jonathan Swift. Uh, you know, I think everybody hears more than they want to hear from Jonathan Greenblatt, okay? He gets to say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it and wherever he wants to say it. Rather than having a lawsuit, I think just banning him in the way that James has been banned from uh, uh, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, that would be a very interesting experiment that he can't get on there. Then what would he do? 
well, we ought to be taking notes because that's what the people that have been banned from Twitter need to be following his, uh, uh, you know, uh, blueprint on this because I I really think that, you know, they are gatekeepers primarily is what they do. They, you know, the SPLC is, uh, you know, passe now, but uh, the ADL has been there yesterday, been there today, and will probably be there tomorrow. But if we ban them, give them a little bit of their own medicine, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to influence Facebook, Google, Twitter, every other group into not broadcasting people like James. We need to do give them the same medicine. What do you think about that? Well, let's well, get yeah. that answer. One, yeah. one second, Chris. We'll come that we got our first break of the night christopher cantwell the one and only christopher cantwell.net well we foreshadowed it we're getting right into this we're going to spend the rest of the hour and we're going to chew our food slowly a lot to digest here a battle between truth and deceit a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth we are being censored america's news outlets no longer provide the truth 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Materialistic science states the universe and everything in it emerged from an unguided, chaotic expansion of space-time matter energy labeled the Big Bang. But far from being the result of a chaotic Big Bang, The universe was initiated and put into ordered motion by the Creator. Thomas Jefferson, in the Declaration of Independence, attributed the laws of nature to the Creator, nature's God. Now, the Declaration of Wide Independence by Kyle McDermott sets the record straight, from the inception of the laws of nature and of nature's God, to the right of all the peoples of mankind to be self-governing within their own homelands. This book provides an ideology to utterly defeat the woke globalist communist tyrants. The Declaration of Wine Independence is a highly recommended addition to community, college, and university library philosophy collections and supplemental curriculum studies lists. Available at the Dixie Republic and Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, DixieRepublic.com, and at Barnes & Noble. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Welcome back, everybody. The one and only Christopher Cantwell, our guest. And we're talking about, as uh, you uh, know by now, the ban the ADL hashtag that uh, really took over the Internet. I, it's the, it was the biggest story online in the last week, and it's it made news uh, outside of that as well. 
Uh, we are going to really do a deep dive into this. I don't want to rush this. I don't want to just say, oh, well, there was a big hashtag trending and it raised a lot of awareness about what the ADL's true nature is and all of that. And, you know, let's just move on. Now, I really want to sink our teeth into this. But Keith uh, was asking you, Chris, and you were about to respond before the break. You know, we should just ban them. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's it's, the name it, of it, the thing. It's ban the ADL, not sue the ADL. Well, right. but, I mean, okay. But that's that's another issue. Let's not get too far ahead. Elon Musk is now saying he may sue them. But that, we'll get to that in time. I, I, I really want to take it slow on this. But uh, I, I, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, I'm going to vote for Trump, but it is in our best interest that he be lose, that he either lose or be put in prison. Uh, it is in our best interest in some ways that the ADL continue to make these mistakes, that they continue to radicalize people. This is something Elon Musk said, that they are the bigger, the biggest purveyors of anti-Semitism on, on the platform. And I, they are making mistakes and they have no sense of discernment or self-awareness they will continue to make these mistakes so we're not like giving away the game plan here but yes the more that they are out there the more that people see this the more attention that is drawn to them the more noticing that occurs that's a good thing people have to divest themselves of any sort of trust in the system before the change we need can occur you're not voting yourself out of this you're not going to get your, yourself out of it in the courts or whatever but anyway uh, back to whether they should be banned or not what is what is best for us in that and continue on with your observations about this very big story well you know my my thinking about it is that if they, let's say they are banned, it's one more thing, it's a status thing. It's not so much that, you know, the ADL would not lose their voice being banned from Twitter in the way that we have, right? It, it, it's a thing that would say to people, oh, they're bad, right? Because that's what they've done with everything else. It's, you know, they stopped giving people the, um, before they started banning everybody, they started taking away the blue check marks, right? The blue check mark was your status symbol, that was your legitimacy, the um the the you know being banned from twitter meant that you were so bad that you couldn't be heard right well if you do that to the adl of course you know it's not it's not that they can't then go on every major tv network and call you a, an anti-semite it's that people are like oh wait a second i thought that they were unquestionably good it turns out that they're not right and so that's one more step on the path to realizing that you know people figuring out that they're the bad guys and once once people understand that they're the bad guys, well, then, of course, they're in deep trouble indeed. The whole thing it got started, and that's an extra, excellent observation, Chris. Excuse me. The whole thing, of course, got started by Keith Woods, and we all know Keith. Uh, Keith is an, a, a YouTuber from Ireland who started this ban the ADL hashtag, and it, uh, but where it really took off was when Elon Musk began engaging in a conversation with Keith Woods about this and started doubling down on how bad the ADL is. Now, I, I think that is that, again, is truly remarkable. So now uh, in, in just the first 24 hours, now this was several days ago now, Keith Woods is writing on Twitter, or X as it's called now, uh, less than 24 hours uh, over uh, 100,000 posts including the hashtag ban the ADL have been made by X users in support of the initiative. We don't want hateful organizations like the ADL to control the public square any longer ban the ADL. That was over a hundred thousand within the first 24 hours. I think you now have an excess of a million different posts that have used the ban the ADL hashtag, not retweets, not likes individual posts. And, and you've got, this is what's I think also interesting to me, Chris, you and I, people like us, Keith, people that we associate with people that we interview on our programs, you know, we've been doing this, whether the tide has been high or low, we've been doing it before it was trendy, before it became sort of like the invoke thing to do. But when I'm watching 
conservative incorporated types like Charlie Kirk, and I say this in, in all the time, people like Charlie Kirk were throwing people out of his own meetings for saying or asking questions, same thing he's doing now. And so he saw the, which way the wind was blowing, and he got in line. Charlie Kirk, here it is. Whatever it was in the past, the ADL is a hate group that dons religious masks to justify stoking hatred of the left's enemies. Uh, here's Matt Walsh. The ADL is a left-wing extremist group no different than the SPLC, radical leftist organizations propped up by the corporate media. If you want to keep hate off the platform, ban the ADL. Now, that's not anything that we didn't know for years and years and years, Chris, but the fact that you've got people like Walsh and and Kirk and a lot of these conservatives now getting in line, I think that that's something. It just goes to show that there there is a trend occurring here. Keith, very quickly. Well, just remember this. If you go to court, which is what Elon Musk is proposing now, you're playing in their playground, okay? They, don't, they have all the toys over there, and they will win, and you will lose again. On the other hand, you can ban them, and just like uh, Chris was saying, it may cause the light bulb to go off over a, a lot of people's heads that, you know, they're being treated just like they uh, advocate treating other people. Maybe they're just as bad or maybe they're even worse than the people that they uh, uh, have been able to ban from Twitter in the past. And that's, that's really the whole purpose. We need to let them know that there's not one side that is righteous and one side that isn't. We need to get people opening their minds to be receptive to the idea that maybe the ADL is a, a, a you know a, a sack of fecal matter, okay, and we need to uh, get get that uh, uh, opinion having some currency and doing this right. banning them. I think will uh, uh, will you know that that's what I thought was so good about this. That's a great idea. Give them a dose of their own medicine. All right, Chris, your response? Yeah, I I think that the the um when Woods responds, I'm sorry, when Elon Musk responds to Keith Woods, that's huge, right? Because um, uh, Keith Woods is, uh, uh, you know, in, in the minds of the mainstream media types. I, I read the piece that you sent me in Rolling Stone was hilarious about this, right? And they're just <laughs> seething over this, right? They're like, oh, Elon Musk is such an evil anti-Semite, you know, because he responded to Keith Woods. And Keith Woods doesn't have the approved opinions that we like, you know. And when they see that, you know, Elon Musk is not evil, right, in the minds of most people, but only in the minds of these, like, left-wing fanatics and race hucksters, right? And so people who have been, like, idolizing Elon Musk because he's going to save us from climate change or whatever, and then they turn around and they're like, oh, well, you know, you, these people are mistreating Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is going to save us from climate change with his electric cars. Why are they being mean to him now, you know? Anybody, anything that causes them to question that narrative is huge in my book. We're going to get into what I know Keith wants to talk about, the hypothetical lawsuit that Musk has uh, pump faked on. I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe he's thinking about it. Maybe he won't do it. It doesn't matter. I think the fact that it's all everything Musk says gets amplified by the global media. You mentioned that Rolling Stone piece that I sent you. The, the headline reads, Elon Musk wades deeper into anti-Semitic propaganda. And then the, the, the sub-headline is... Uh, Alex Jones even uh, started piping in on that tune. 
The CEO is helping to amplify a hashtag campaign against the Anti-Defamation League, a civil rights group that combats hate speech. So I don't even know. Just in the headline, there's about three or four lies there. Uh, but again, responding directly to Keith Woods. And he's done it about a dozen times over the course of this in the last week, directly to Keith Woods and others who have joined in. The ADL has tried very hard to strangle Twitter. You have Andrew Torba, who's always been on the right side of this issue over at Gab, but he's also on Twitter too. The ADL lobbied the DOJ to investigate Gab and throw me in jail after January 6th, even though I didn't even attend the rally banned the adl uh, awful lot of noticing going on chris awful lot of noticing yeah exactly and so you know it's it's all of these things are coming together all at the same time and it's i i feel like it, it when you go out and you deceive people all the time you know what a tangled web we weave right and so the adl has basically put themselves in this corner i actually just just before we came on the air i i was going through the different tweets about this um the story and I and I ended up reading something at Tablet Magazine, which is actually like a Jewish publication, is my understanding of it, and or at least the guy writing was Jewish, and he's like, look, you know, the, the ADL basically abandoned us and became this, you know, partisan Demo- Democrat outfit, you know. Now whether that's the case or not is another question, but they definitely became a partisan Democrat outfit for sure, you know, and they have totally discredited themselves and they've been doing this. And they and they and they have become so comfortable in this idea that their critics will be silenced and they will be amplified. And so they've done all of the stupid, idiotic things that one might do met with that comfort. And now they're they're coming to this. They're approaching this point where they're they're meeting scrutiny and they, they they absolutely cannot stand that. So, you know, maybe you got into a courtroom and maybe the judge is, you know, so and so's cousin or whatever. And, you know, you don't you don't actually win the lawsuit. Maybe maybe you do. But it all nips away at that frame of reference where the ADL is a civil rights organization. Right. The you know. When when Rolling Stone calls them a civil rights organization, and it's like based on the fact that they're a civil rights organization, everybody that attacks them is an evil anti-Semite. Well, as soon as somebody understands that they're the Democrat Party, as soon as they understand that they're something other than the people <laughs> who are fighting for truth and justice, you know, then everybody who said the ADL is a civil rights organization and you're evil for attacking them, as soon as that happens, it's over. It is crumbling. I mean, you are beginning to see it. Are they still powerful? Are they still lavishly funded to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars? Of course. But is it be, is the foundation beginning to crumble? That's what we're asking. And is this as big of a deal as I believe it to be? We'll ask our esteemed guest, Chris Cantwell, uh, that when we come back. And much more. James Evans, Keith Alexander, Chris Cantwell. We'll be right back. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Corey Myers. About 200 law enforcement personnel searching for escaped convicted murderer Danello Cavalcanti in eastern Pennsylvania, hoping to stress him out of hiding as the manhunt continues today, stretching into its seventh day. Robert Clark, a supervisory deputy U.S. Marshal for Pennsylvania's Eastern District, told CNN last night. The photos confirm that Cavalcanti has not changed his appearance, but also that he has obtained a backpack a duffel sling type pack, and a hooded sweatshirt. 
Cavalcanti, 34, escaped from Chester County Prison on Thursday. The search perimeter expanding a little this week after a trail cam recorded him on Monday at a popular botanical garden nearly three miles from the prison and just south of where police were looking for him. Tropical Storm Lee expected to rapidly intensify into a Category 3 hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean by this weekend. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. The tropical storm right now packing maximum sustained winds of 65 miles an hour is about 1,300 miles east-southeast of the northern Leeward Islands. Some Americans have given up on flu shots because almost everyone remembers a season when they got one and then got sick anyway. Now the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention want to reset expectations about what these annual vaccines can and can't do. They're rolling out new ads hoping it will increase confidence in the vaccines with a clear, straightforward message. The flu vaccine won't keep a person from getting sick, but it will tame that infection taking it from wild to mild, the tagline for the new campaign. This is USA News. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hey y'all, this is Ronte, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the pimento cheese. I was like, go cheese, go pimento, go honey, go get it. Hi, this is Shantrice, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the mild spiciness of the pickled jalapenos. No, it's the crispy chicken. Actually, I can't decide. It's the entire sandwich. Order the Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Welcome back, everybody. Continuing the conversation about the ADL with Christopher Cantwell. And what a conversation it is. Elon Musk, you know, Keith Woods. Uh, we were with Keith Woods, what, Keith, two or three weeks ago? And um, talking to him, he could have done the band, the ADL thing, and it gone to the usual suspects, and that would have been good enough. I mean, uh, that's all any of us can do. You, you can't predict or project when you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. But the fact that Elon Musk, for whatever reason and however it occurred, saw that and began to amplify it, not just once, not just twice, but many times. Uh, it, it, Musk was amplifying, Chris, just about everything Woods wrote about the ADL last week. I, even, I think, uh, the uh, story of little Mary uh, Fagan and Leo Frank, uh, Musk would respond, wow, or interesting or, or post an emoji and every time he does that of course he's drawing attention to it i mean he's, he's certainly putting the spotlight on it and uh as i said a moment ago uh in response directly to keith woods about the ban the adl elon musk wrote the adl because they are so aggressive in their demands to ban social media accounts for even minor infractions are ironically the biggest generators of anti-semitism on this platform that is a remarkable thing for the world's most uh the world's richest man to say chris and here's another thing that i know we have to have assistance from guys like this. 
All revolutions are top-down. Even, even my ancestors who fought in the war between the states, it wasn't, you know, my grandfathers who were poor farmers that they did their duty. They went off to battle and they fought. But, it, you know, the, the leaders of the Confederacy were former war heroes and elected officials and senators and congressmen. Big and, shots. You know, yeah, exactly. So this is the way it is. You know, I, I love contrarian paupers without a pot, pot to piss in as much as anybody else, but we're going to need a little help. You see how Watt Tyler's rebellion ended up. That's why we need to have uh, people like Elon Musk on our side. He does have power, and he needs to use that power in the way that power has been used against us. And when you get somebody, Chris, like Musk, who's beginning to say these things or favorably responding to people like Keith Woods were saying these things, it makes the truth a lot more contagious and a lot easier to tell. Well, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, when I went down to Virginia in 2017 and I did this, this bit with Vice News. You know, they asked me, you know, about yeah. <laughs> what I thought I might accomplish, you know, and I said, well, you know, basically I'm going to go out here and I'm going to say what I have to say until somebody with power, you know, hears what it is. And then their their mind is turned on to the things that we have concerns about. Right. And that seems to be what has happened to some extent with Elon Musk, that he is he's 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 been uh, red pilled. Right. He, he's I don't know how red pilled he is, but certainly he, he seems to understand to a greater extent than the average American voter, you know, what's going on in this country. And he has he has no choice to because now he's in control of the levers of speech and he knows who's trying to pull on those levers. Right. And so and he he's a target. He's a target that they've gone after like they've gone after us. So now he's it, walking a mile exactly. in our shoes. You know, and so like, you know, I was watching I was watching the prospect of him buying Twitter. I was I was in prison when this was happening. I was like, there's no way he's going to do it. And if he does it, it's not going to be a free speech platform because somebody turn around, blow his brains out before they allowed that to happen. Right. But I I, uh, and he hasn't, of course, I've already been banned from Twitter, which is why it's a good thing that it's X now, because X is a whole new thing. And I'm on their talk radio deity, if anybody wants to go find me. Um, and so, you know, I'm on X. It's a whole new thing. I've, I've never been banned from X. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not it's not a it's not a free speech platform by any stretch of the imagination. You go try to talk about really what's behind what's going on with the ADL. And, you know, you'll get banned for hateful conduct. Right. But you can talk about them much more than you could under the under the uh, under the leadership of a man like Jack Dorsey. Right. And so every step that every step closer that we get to. You know, shattering these frames of reference is, is huge. You know, I, I made also made to think about, you know, the reason that the left was committing so many crimes throughout the presidency of Donald Trump. You, you heard them say all the time. They're like they don't want to normalize Trump. Right. They don't want the they want Trump to be associated with chaos and violence, even if they're the ones committing the chaos and violence. And so they try to make Trump abnormal. It's a, it's an aberration of history that we must forget about and move beyond, right? And so when when somebody like Elon Musk goes out and says, "Oh, you know, the the ADL uh, is uh, was created to go save some rapist and blame a black man," well, like this is completely that sh that it shatters <laughs> the whole frame of reference. The, like that's not normal. You're not normal. You're a bunch of criminals who are trying to hurt people. That's not normal. And so. They're 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 being deprived of the concept that they're normal. The people that they're attacking are being given the you know, the, the, the situation of Keith Woods engaging with Elon Musk says like, oh, you're actually like a person who matters and you're respected. You know, and people being able to get that blue check mark now, it's been diminished by the nature of what it is to some extent. 
but you know you have it in any case right and so people still have that frame of reference you know you're you're normalizing these people you're making these people abnormal and that that whole change of the overton window is something that i don't think we could have predicted six years ago Absolutely not. I, I I have said this so many times. I mean, a, a lot of it started happening during the Trump age, of course. I think, of course, when Trump started to get attacked incessantly as a racist, as a white supremacist, as, as a Nazi, as a fascist, all of this stuff from the time he first announced his original campaign against Clinton all the way through his administration, I think that certainly did a lot to numb people to these charges. Hey, the president of the United States being called this must not be, you know, too valid. Uh, especially for, you know, Trump certainly didn't do anything to earn those things. Uh, you, I don't even think he ever mentioned white people until the very end of the of the of the uh, reelection campaign. But, uh, it, of course, we like the wall and we he said a lot of things that white people agreed with. It was just what got him but in trouble to begin with. But uh, so there, there was a lot of awakening on that issue. But since 2020, since George Floyd, especially and into the Biden uh, era, there has just been so much awakening on racial issues, so much now that uh, so many establishment mainstream conservatives are really saying the things that we were saying so for so many years on race. The Really, the one frontier that had not been penetrated, in my opinion, until this week was Jewish power and influence. And now uh, it's, you know, obviously it's still very strong, very formidable. But I do believe uh, there has been they've, they've uh, one of the bricks has fallen out this week. I mean, Chris, am I putting too much of an emphasis on? No, what I don't. I don't think that you are. It's one of these things. I actually um, I had a conversation on a, 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 a forum that was not political at all, a, a web hosting uh, place. Lowendtalk.com is a place for discounted web hosting. I frequent very much, and and so I ended up in this conversation over there, and it's sort of gotten to a point where. If you talk about Jewish power, people no longer say that it doesn't exist. They justify it, right? And so like, it, it, it used to be a thing that like people said, like, no, there's no such thing as Jewish power. You're a conspiracy theorist. Now they're like, well, they deserve it because they're they, – they, and they'll go into, like, genetic aspects of IQ, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, how do the blacks, that. right? <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> go – oh, well, the Jews have run the country because they have high IQs. Why do blacks fill the prisons? Shut up, racist. And so, like, it, that's, this is what has become of it, and it's really, really amusing to watch. Yeah, what I was going to say, Chris, is this. You know, you made a very, uh, I think, uh, pointed comment early on about, you know, you're, uh, we're a civil rights organization, the uh, ADL says, and they try to tap into blacks. Basically, they've been trying to tag along after blacks. They've basically sanctified the civil rights movement as righteous and holy. You know, there are all sorts of people in America and in the world that say that, well, Alas, leftism has gone astray, but boy, they were righteous and holy back then in the 50s and 60s in the civil rights movement, and therefore we know their hearts in the, uh, you know, the right place. Well, and then the Jews would tag along and say, we're just like blacks. We're oppressed uh, and whatnot, too. <laughs> Forget the fact that we're rich and all this. But <clears throat> that's what we've got to break through. We've got to break through that uh, Chinese wall, I guess, that paper wall that they've created and still maintain. And I think the beginning steps of that may have just may have just happened. It's observably so and in real time. Yeah, see, we understand that the civil rights movement was just another radical egalitarian movement intended to destroy America and, in a larger sense, Western civilization. But you know, and we know who was behind it too. Yeah, right. We know <laughs> There's who was a commonality it and there. Masterminding but... it. 
Uh, there's certainly a commonality there with the ADL founders. But uh, anyway, Chris, we're coming up on a break. Give you the last word of this segment. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm made to think of the Charlottesville trial. They had this uh, this Holocaust expert come in and, you know, she said, um, oh, they believe yeah. that the Jews uh, are smart, but they're Deborah like using the, they're using other minorities. And, and funny enough, Matt Heimbach's lawyer asked them, her, is that true? And then the plaintiffs objected. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and so, like, they really don't want to talk about that, but that's exactly what it is, right? The Leo Frank thing spells it out the best, right? You know, they're like, okay, we got to go save this Jewish rapist. And, and that's the reason the idea was founded. And we're founded the civil rights organization that takes up for other minorities. Yeah, well, see, that's it. And see, what you tried to do in Charlottesville was we want to use the same techniques and the same uh, blueprint that you used in the civil rights movement peaceful protest. We're going to be treated just like Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and all this. And then we found out, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, right? <laughs> Hold on right there, gentlemen. Hold on right there. My goodness. What a conversation. What a topic. What a time to be alive. We'll be back with uh, Chris Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. Check it out. Support the work. He's at the very tip of the spear. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern Nation, what is Southern Nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, Ann Wilson-Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixies, Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. You know, I learned very early on in my career because it took me all of about uh, six weeks <laughs> to get on the ADL and the SPLC to get them all over me. Uh, but it was a totally 
different world in 2004 when we first went on the air in 2005 and in 2006 when uh really there wasn't any other media like this <clears throat> not broadcast media anyway there were there were websites and i mean you when we first went on the air i think uh twitter hadn't even been invented yet and and maybe facebook had just launched uh, i mean youtube certainly wasn't there yet so that's how far back it goes and it was a different time there for so many reasons conservatives you know quote-unquote conservatives were scared to death about being attacked or labeled by the SPLC or the ADL. And when they first came after me, I mean, believe me, nobody wants it to happen. I think now it's actually it has actually gotten that far where conservatives are now saying, hey, if you're not being attacked by the SPLC, you're not doing something right. Well, I was saying that 20 years ago, and I can remember. I mean, I didn't like it at first. I was like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but if they – if they if they take me down, I'm going to go down with my integrity. So when I was asked about it in the press, I just said, hey, I'm ecstatic to be on their list. I, I think you haven't arrived until you get there. But that wasn't the way it was back then, Chris. People would willingly offer their principles, their convictions, their beliefs. I, I knew that there was never going to be that these people were dishonest. All right. And you could not curry favor with them. The only thing you could do, you could choose whether or not. You could offer them your self-respect and your dignity. And I said, well, we're not going to give them that. And they can say and do whatever they're going to say and do, but we're not going to apologize. We're not going to grovel. We're not going to say I didn't mean this. We're going to say we did mean it, and we do mean it, and we're not apologizing, and we're right. Hold on. Hold on. Your, your mic's not on, Keith. I was going to say that they were so used to having the moral high ground that it absolutely wrong-footed them to have somebody come back and defy them like that. Well, but now, here's the point. Now, here, here again, major conservative influencers, okay, let's just put it that way. And, I, you know, you can do what you want with the word conservative. You know what I'm talking about. People that, you know, are, are beginning to come our way on some issues, but they, they certainly weren't uh, laying the, the, you know, the cornerstone. But here, here's another one. The fact uh, that Ban the ADL is trending shows how done people are with, quote, we're labeling everything we don't like as hateful, racist, dangerous, far right, end quote. People aren't afraid of your intimidation tactics anymore. Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt and, and this person tagged. This is Eva Vlar, short name, a short first name, long last name, Eva Vlardinger broke. Uh, anyway, you've, uh, your labels have lost their power. So now you're seeing major conservative influencers, Chris, say these things. And again, there's nothing earth shattering about what they're saying. But the fact that they are saying them is you've got a lot of people now, you know, training a site on the ADL, rhetorically speaking. And I just think it's wonderful. And it all started yeah. with Keith Woods and, and Elon Musk this week. Well, you know, here's the thing. And it's I've had to think about this a lot in recent months, right? I, I when I started doing the radical agenda, I wanted to do a, an edgy, you know, shock jock type of radio show, right? I was inspired largely by Opie and Anthony, and I tried to like work in this, you know, yeah. libertarian political angle to it. And I cursed on the air, and I and I said things that, you know, some of the things I've said over the years, I'm I'm very not proud of, frankly. But, you know, when I got into uh, what could be described as the alt right. Um, you know, that's when I was sort of introduced to this concept of the Overton window and this idea that you could shift this. Um, and there's, you know, different theories on how you might do that. And I and I thought for myself, I was like, oh, well, this is perfect because I don't care if I offend people. So I'll do the most I'll say the most shocking things that I possibly can. And I and I ran into a, lo a lot of trouble, as you know, um, as a consequence of this. And, you know, there's times when I've been forced to question the wisdom of that. But what I, what I can say is that I, I think actually, you know, overall, while, you know, every, anybody given a nuclear DeLorean might go back and change a thing or two, um, I do think that we've really, we, we served our purpose, right? We did that 
we we shattered all these taboos and sure. we and we when we sort of tested we found the limits of speech right and we expanded them in the process and there was a lot of suffering and a lot of costs that you know some of the some of the costs that we incurred are arguably not worth it and it's always worth analyzing these things going forward but what we did was we shattered the entire frame of reference you know we 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 tore the mask off of so many of these people you know in the course of what we were doing and uh i think that that is largely responsible for for what it is we're looking at now chris this is keith uh see i go back far enough where it was the american free press the council of conservative citizens uh you just had the alphabet soup networks they had a monopoly on this. We were far on the fringes. You had to have a printing press and actually mail stuff out to people. But then the Internet happened, and the Internet was our wedge. That's how we got our message out there. And then the next step is going to be gaining control of major uh, networks and exponents of information, things like that, so that we can compete and this is why the Elon Musk ban the ADL movement is so promising to us. Finally, we've got a multimillionaire that owns one of these media outlets, and we can use I think that a multi-billionaire, multi-billionaire, <laughs> and turn this thing on them. Basically, let them walk a mile in our shoes, get banned, and get the message out to people that you know. Look, these people do not have the moral high ground. In fact, if anything. They have feet of clay, and this is what is you know that this is what the change has been. The change has been the internet, and now if we get this next piece of the puzzle put here, we can really start getting on an even footing with them, and that was that that will scare the bejeebers out of them. Well, and and again, you have Keith Woods exposing this ADL, uh, exposing the ADL for what it really is. To a huge audience, he's also pressuring Musk to restore major accounts that have been banned. He's mentioned uh, yours truly, Jared Taylor, um, Kevin McDonald, and, and then in the response, you say, well, what about David Duke? You know, all of these people. Chris has been banned. Uh, so, I mean, this is, this is something. Uh, and, 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 again, it's changing uh, quickly enough that, that you can see it uh, and you can feel it. Now, whether or not uh, this moves forward into to a lawsuit, because uh, since this began about a week ago, it hasn't even been a week. As we sit here on Saturday, maybe a little bit more than a week ago now that we sit here on Saturday night. It was last week uh, is when it started, uh, early last weekend, okay? But now it's gone from Elon Musk, you know, sort of engaging in this conversation about anti-Semitism with Keith Woods, who, again, is a guy that, you know, plays on our playground. Uh, he, uh, Elon Musk is now offering, hey, you know, in order to really clear our platform's name, it looks like we're, we're not going to have a choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League. So I don't know. I mean, you know, the courts are criminally corrupt. You're not going to vote your way out of You're, you're going to lose if you go to court. But, I mean, just the fact that he's threatening it, I think, has some value. And if he actually does take it to court, my God, would I like to see – I mean, Chris, you have a lot of experience. War, I'd like to see the um, – uh, Keith, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the the pretrial stuff, the discovery, uh, the discovery, discovery. Yeah, I knew that word. All right. So anyway, what do you think? I I think that the discovery is the most interesting part of this, right? And 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 Elon Musk was speculating about this. So if 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 the Anti Defamation League is put in a position where they have to give up all communications where they've tried to get a social media account censored, and that's put into public evidence in a public case. I'm actually not so certain that 
you're axiomatically going to lose in court. I, I think that the ADL starts trying to settle that case in the discovery phase. They don't want that information coming out for one, right? If they all depend they, on the venue that you take. You're going to have to find the right court, just like they found the right court in D.C. and Atlanta. Well, you know, there's there's some truth to that for sure. But you think about you think about what Jonathan Greenblatt's going to say when he gets a subpoena that he's got to give up every email where he tried to have an account shut down and all of the things that he did comfortable in his position, not thinking that that day would ever come. Right. So he, he's been out saying probably outrageous things to people. He's been lying, certainly. And so the idea that he's going to have all of these lies made public as the head of the Anti-Defamation League, I, I, I suspect that he's going to turn around and be like, how many millions of dollars do you want? Right now, Elon Musk is in a position where he's like, well, I just spent 40 billion dollars on this thing. You want to cough up 40 billion dollars? You just cost me half my revenue. You uh, we're on broadcast radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, um. Well, what it what it will be, Chris, is like this. It, Chris, it's going to be like the impeachment that is being proposed uh, on Joe Biden. They know they don't have a snowball's chance in hell of actually getting Joe Biden removed because the Democrats control the Senate, and the Senate makes the ultimate decision on whether you're removed from office or not. The purpose is to have this show trial. That would be the purpose to have a lawsuit against uh, the ADL. And, of course, there's a lot. For example, it's come out recently, Ron Unz reported on this, that all of this dirt on Martin Luther King that J. Edgar Hoover was pilloried about and was, you know, uh, it was a big bone of contention in the civil rights movement, the group that actually gathered all that information and gave their file to the FBI was the ADL. They're the ones that are responsible for all that dirt they got on Martin Luther King. Stuff like that comes out. And, I mean, uh, the ADL is going to be back on their heels. And if – all right. I'll let you in on a little secret, ladies and gentlemen, as we broadcast this evening. Uh, it's something I don't normally do. Very rarely uh, have we do we keep a guest longer than an hour. I like you know, one hour, one guest is nice and neat. That's the way we normally do it. Then you have the eight hour, ten minute. Uh, excuse me, eight hour, eight to ten minute top of the news break. You got to ask the guest to to stay over for. So typically we have one hour, one guest. This is going to be one of those rare exceptions. Uh, during the last commercial break, I we asked uh, Mr. Cantwell if he would stick with us into the second hour of tonight's live broadcast because uh, number one. He's great. And number two, I just don't think we've quite plumbed the depths of this story yet, and I want to continue to give it a comprehensive treatment. So that's what we will do when we come back. And when we do come back, we will talk a little bit more. Uh, we'll pick up with what we're, we're uh, getting to now, and that is Musk's threat of filing a defamation suit against the so-called Anti-Defamation League. Uh, and we'll pick up there. Uh, when we come back. But before we go to break, and the music's going to start any second, Chris, just anything else you would say to sort of uh, put a capstone on this hour of conversation? I, I just I just want to thank you for trying to cover for me. What actually happened was I took one of the producers hostage. I was like, you people are not getting rid of me. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> if, I have to, if I have to hurt somebody, I will. You're not getting, I'm staying on this show. <laughs> 
Hey, we're happy to have you, my friend, and we're happy to have you <laughs> carry over into the second hour tonight, uh, 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 hostage situation or not, and uh, we will look forward to it. So sit tight, everybody, our guest included. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes as this conversation, hashtag ban the ADL. If you're still able to post on X, why don't you get in on the party and uh, put a tweet out with that uh, in your message tonight, and <laughs> we'll be right back.